and we are live. Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of the audio and video land out there. And welcome to another episode of Neon Memories, a lighthearted RPG actual play podcast. I am your game master, Mikey. You can follow me all over the social medias at various iterations of Pop Culture Geek. You can also follow all of us collectively across the Internet at Vibe Tribe Productions. Make sure you give us a like and follow if you want to stay up to date on all of the projects we got going on. We got a lot of actual play podcasts and we have a lot of pop culture podcasts. There's a little something for everyone. So make sure you give us a like and follow and stick around. We promise you to have, keep you entertained in one way or another. <laughs> I'm super excited about tonight. I am joined by my amazing cast of players, as always. So we're going to go around real quick. Uh, they're going to introduce themselves, plug any socials and upcoming projects. Maybe who knows when this episode really comes out. Um, and also the question for tonight. If we were to go to a 80s theme party and you were in charge of the playlist what songs would you put on said party playlist <laughs> as the eyes widening they're like i wasn't ready for a pop quiz <laughs> i think this is going to be a lot of fun i of course will answer the question at the end of introductions because i believe it's fair if i present the question i myself will answer it but i will go at the end the dice gods have decided that eeny meeny miny mo I'm so happy to see you back, Sutfin, but you shall be the first to go. <laughs> there was just something in the back of my mind that that I had a premonition you were going to tell me this. Um, so, hey, everybody, it's Sutfin. Um, I do still have Parkinson's, by the way. Um, so you you guys are going to get tired of hearing that after after a while. So, you know the wow um and i just completely blanked oh that's it uh musical choice so for me i would think you can't go wrong with uh and you might hate me for saying this huey lewis in the news i mean yeah there's a lot of others out there and whatnot but that kind of like 84 to 87, I kind of remember, you know, I listened to you know, those albums quite a bit. I love that. I really, really do. That's awesome. All right. Next to give their introduction is going to be Damon. <laughs> uh oh, you caught me off guard. Hi, everyone. Um, this is Damon, um, our Theater Cup 79 here on the Vibe Tribe. Um, you can find me on uh, this podcast and also in um, A Walk Among Gods. Um, let's see. Um, I am a co-host of a podcast called Cubs Out Loud. Um, we are a podcast of Indeterminate Link where we talk about anything and everything, um, particularly in the bear culture. Um, but uh, if you wish to follow me, you can find me as um, DMA Gamer 79 on um, Twitter. And you can find me at Theater Cut 7 on, on most, um, like, Facebook and what have you. So, um, in regards to 80s theme party song, wow. Um, the first one that came to my head is the one I'm going to use, and that is Let's Hear It For The Boys by Denise Williams. Like, I think that's a fun, like, 
poppy gets everyone dancing kind of song. So, yeah, I love it. Next to give their introduction to everyone is going to be Connor. Hi, that's me. Uh, hi, I'm Connor. Uh, I will be playing Eric Colmana tonight. Um, you can also find me here on the Vibe Tribe uh, in A Walk Among Gods, uh, as well as Dustvale, vale, um, playing various characters. Um, as a child firmly uh, planted in the 90s, um, I, I only can go off of uh, uh, tales from before I was born. But my top song would definitely be um, the <laughs> Adam Sandler version of You Spin Me Right Round from The Wedding Singer. Uh, because that was my introduction to a lot of the 80s music and uh, themes. So there you go. That's my choice. And uh, I'm so sorry for it. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, that's awesome, Connor. I really, really love it. All righty. Next up is going to be Adolfo. Saludos, programas, and welcome. I am Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican. Uh, here, uh, season two of the Vibe Tribe, you can catch me doing the podcast thing over with the Divergence, uh, and then over with the Biconics. Uh, in the game uh, play thing, uh, you can catch me over in Brave New World and uh, Academy, but uh, and in the Academy. Uh, but here, in Neon Memories, I am playing... Uh, yeah, I am playing Pavel Rasputin. Yeah. <laughs> I think we made Mikael fall out of his chair. <laughs> oh my There's goodness. A big chair, it's fine. <laughs> oh, and, 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 and music. Um, I would have to say anything off of not the, uh, the, the Wham! Make It Big album. They were all bangers. Oh my goodness. This is going to be, I'm so excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. And of course, last but certainly not least, you love him. You know him. He's returning from season one all the way from halfway across the world. Our local, your, I guess, Swedish fed. It would be Mikael. <laughs> Good evening. Hello, I am Mikael, uh, according to the Americans. Uh, you may know me as Dungaree Mike. Uh, please don't follow me on Twitter if you uh, value your timeline. Um, <clears throat> you can find me playing uh, the Game Master over at um, the Hunt for Glory, our intrepid uh, Death Watch role-playing game, as well as uh, on Tavern Tales and this show. I am uh, a Swedish wrestler. I am playing tonight the all-American uh, Harold Seeger, also known as Oldie. And uh, my 80s song that would be playing at a party would be Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, I looked it up and it came out in 1976. And that would be entirely within the parameters set by Mikey. See you out there.
<laughs> I really, really love that choice. That's such a classic. I love it. Oh my it's goodness! The first, it's the first song in my uh, in my playlist because it's very, very good. Yes, I don't disagree. <laughs> All right. And as mentioned at the beginning of introductions, I will answer the question myself. So, I am a child of the 90s, but thankfully I had cultured parents that introduced me to all sorts of music dating back from the early 1920s all the way up to present day, at least at that time. I would have to say, if I found myself at an 80s, if I had to pick an 80s song for the playlist, it was a, she's been a big staple in rotation in this household. I would put Nasty by Janet Jackson <laughs> as like a great song to put on. <laughs> Janet Jackson's repertoire is very, very good. I enjoy me some Miss Jan, Miss Janet Jackson. It's so great. Oh, my goodness. Well, that wraps up introductions. So before we jump into a recap, I am going to put out a disclaimer for, well, all subsequent episodes after this. This Neon Memories is what I call a game with a Y in between it. This podcast is going to be heavily featuring all different types of the spectrum of the rainbow, the LGBTQTIA plus community, as well as other social and issues that kind of come surrounding that. All of our players represent different aspects of the community, ranging from gay to allies to bisexual people on this podcast to polyamorous to all other sorts of things on here. So we hope that as you listen along to the story, you can get into everything that is going to be. If you're here and you can support it, cool. And if not, we love you. But maybe this isn't the podcast for you. But this is going to be the... As I put it, and I'm going to I stole this from Mikael. This is going to probably be the gayest game that you are ever going to hear. And I am here. It is going to be the greatest thing on the planet. I promise you it's going to be full of heart and it's going to be a good time. But that is my disclaimer. And with that out of the way, let us jump into a quick recap. So last time on Neon Memories, we found ourselves and I'm not mad for naming this little portion of my fictional world. We find ourselves in 1985 in the great residency of the city of St. Pelmo's Ire. Yes, I know what I did there. And y'all can't get mad at me for that. We found ourselves at the end of the summer of 85, where the graduates of St. Pelmo's Ire were getting ready for the Biggest end of summer party that anyone in this little city can even imagine, which is the Chad's and <laughs> a summer bash. Yes, he is not Chad. He is the Chad. <laughs> so we got an introduction to three of our characters. We got our introduction to Shanice, Eric and John, we got a little bit of insight as to their home lives, how they got ready for this party and how they found their way over to the Chad's party. Once we got to the Chad's pad, as we're calling it now, <laughs> each uh, each of our intrepid uh, players found themselves in different areas of the party. Shanice was tearing up the dance floor. She strutted her stuff as one does. 
of course, you know, if there's a dance floor, Shanice is going to get down and she's going to perform it. And of course, you know, Shanice is that girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my Absolutely. God. We found Eric delivering off the goods where he ran into his longtime friend, question mark. There might be more to it a little bit later. Who knows? Carrie, who we have canonically made her a Gorgon <laughs> in this universe, which is great. And I love that little interaction. And then, of course, we found ourselves John, the new kid in the town, coming to this party with his neighbor, Julie, who is the gossip and the lead editor at the newspaper. So she knows everybody's business and basically was giving him the rundown of what to expect. And John found himself in the pool area, kind of just chilling when all of a sudden the lights went out and we come to find out that the local biker game known as the Roadhogs, who are sentient pinata people. Yes, they are a thing in this universe. <laughs> found their way to the chat's pad because apparently the chat didn't pay them for services of making the desserts for this party and now they come to collect and so we ended that episode with a standoff with the roadhogs outside and our party goers inside of the house getting ready for things to go down now before we get into that lovely bit of business, we're going to rewind the clock a little bit because we have two other players that weren't able to make it for that first official session. So we're going to give them a chance to give us a little insight as to their players and what they're doing to get ready for this party. So as we rewind the clock, kind of like one of those moments is like, how did we get here? Why am I here? What exactly went down? What were the last couple of hours leading into this moment? Hey, uh, you're probably wondering how I got here. Exactly. <laughs> you're wondering how I got here. Exactly. That is the epitome of what is about to go down. We rewind the clock a little bit. And of course, as the camera in St. Pelmo's ire begins to pan around, uh, it is going to, let's see, who do I want to go first? You know what? I'm going to let the dice decide. Oh, this is going to be fun. Alrighty, so, Mikael, we're going to go to your character first. So, now, this is just for my notes. I know that we've been go. you gave me all the information. Does your character currently is staying at the farm, or is this more like a little house next to the farm situation <laughs> i mean if he's uh if he's starting uh the coming year uh as in uh the the what would it what would it be called the like the winter season uh he's gonna miss harvest essentially uh but when uh when the time comes he He's staying full time at the at the university. Uh, yeah, uh, currently he is um, he's uh, at home uh, picking out his best uh, best flannel uh, and best like old man pants uh, with the uh, with the sewn on. Uh, buttons for uh, for the suspenders 
of course he's wearing the suspenders underneath he's not a heathen uh and uh the the shirt will be untucked this time for once he's uh he's also uh not buttoning it all the way up the sleeves are rolled up and uh, he is borrowing his grandfather's uh nice glasses because they have the same prescription uh, <laughs> uh, beside that, uh, Oli is a broad-shouldered uh, young man. Uh, if uh, if you are familiar with Letterkenny, he is essentially just Wayne, uh, but with glasses and younger. Uh, But yeah, less prone to violence and more more about that farm life for now. He <laughs> intends on going over to uh to his neighbor's house to make sure that his ride to uh to the party is ready and actually going unless uh, unless something comes up. Sorry, I'm still taken aback. I've just recently discovered Letter Kenny and I've been doing binging with it. It's crazy. I kid you not. Oh, no. <laughs> I kid you not, just because I think it's funny, I may or may not base my next D&D character off of Shorzy, just FYI. <laughs> Cutting words and vicious mockery. All all the things that you need. <laughs> Maybe even counterspell, just so you know. Exactly. All right, so only you go to your neighbor's house to make sure that they are actually going to be giving you a lift over there, because otherwise you got dressed for nothing. <laughs> As you go over to your neighbor's house, <laughs> you kind of just mosey on up, knock on the door. <laughs> And as the door opens, you do see your neighbor, the one that offered you the ride. Uh, Oli, why don't you give your neighbor their description and what they are currently wearing at the moment? Is that me? No, he's no, thinking. I'm not. No, I'm not. Talk, okay. No, we're not there yet. Or maybe not. Nah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I, I, I was actually expecting uh, uh, the corn fed uh, big Austrian to be the neighbor. But, you know, uh, that you know what? We're canonically making it this. So so we're going to retcon this. Only as you open up the door, of course, as always, you're used to this at this point. You see a large statue of a young strapping lad opening the door. Adolfo, why don't you give us an introduction to your character and describe what exactly Oli's staring at at this door? <clears throat> so actually, the one that opens the door is... Um is Pavel's 
father, Artem, right? And uh, Artem uh, was a uh, is a uh, Ukrainian uh, bodybuilder. All right, so he's like six feet, built like a like a um, um, like a barge. You know what I mean? Just like wide. Like when he opens the door, like he is as wide as the door. You know, his trap. He has like no neck type thing. However, he is wearing an apron, um, and he does have a, a, a oven mitts. Um, and um, Mike, what was your character's name? Ollie. Oldie. Uh, that's Oldie. the that's the nickname for Harold. Got it. Um. So Artem would, uh, you know, invite, would see uh, Oldie and, and would be like, oh, Oldie, come in, you know. And uh, it, in the house, just like wafting in, in the air is, um, uh, is traditional Ukrainian music just like playing, right? And um, the house does look like it's something – it's still like in that bubble where all the, 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 the carpet and the walls and everything still looks like late seventies and they're just getting caught up. Uh, so like you have a, um, a Sears from the 1985 Sears collection. Right. Um, but like the, there's still like a reclining chair that's from, um, that's still from like late, you know, late seventies, you know what I mean? And um, the smell of 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 beets and borscht is can fills all these nostrils. Um, Artem, um, Pavel's dad, uh, tells uh, Oldie, uh, "Just just sit. Uh, I I I will bring some treats. Yeah, just sit. Uh, we uh, there was uh, 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 Pavel is is lifting with his grandfather. He'll be right. He'll be right in." Um, to which cut to the uh, to the like the fake outdoors, which is like a connected, um, you know, the the house is a is a one level ranch uh, with a with a basement, okay, um, and it has uh, outside it has like a a fake deck um, area, so that's known as the fake outdoors, that's enclosed in, right. Um, but it has been made into the makeshift uh, um, workout area where Pavel and his uh, grandfather, Boris, um, Boris is, is putting him through the last paces of, of, of his workout. Um, by the way, the entire family, uh, they all have they all have very bear like char- characteristics. All right. Um, uh, we're talking like uh, Eastern uh, European bears, uh, and then melding with a little bit of like, uh, grizzly and, and black bear. Right. Um, however, um, Boris, uh, grandpa, uh, Deda Boris, right. That's cause that that's grandpa. Deda Boris. Uh, he, um, he is just like, if you would look at him, you would think he was a polar bear, right. Cause his hair is just like, so it is like white, right? But he's still just like, even though he he is over 80 years old, he's lived through the Nazi occupation, all that, he is still just like jacked, 
you know, and it's all thanks to lifting up bales of hay and and eating potatoes and, and beets for for a living, you know. Um, so he's he's running Pavel through the last of, of the paces, uh, to which Pavel's other father other father uh comes walking in uh to the back. Uh, uh Pavel's other father, his name is uh Kostyantin, um, you know, and, and he says, Pavel, all these here. We, you need you need to get ready, um, you know, and, and to to which uh, Deda turns and he says something in 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 Ukrainian to um, to Kostyantin, right? And uh, Pavel says, "No, no, it is okay, it is okay, Deda. I will thank you for the workout. Yeah, I I I must go and, and get ready for this party uh, because this is about the most importance. So, uh, you know, Pavel goes and gets ready. Uh, the thing that he's going to wear. Um, it's not his usual wear, which is, um, you know, like the, uh, uh, the 1980s, uh, tight, um, workout, uh, pants and, uh, and a fanny pack. And one of the, one of those, like, uh, too small tank tops. Yes. No, no, no. Um, Constantine is actually given Pavel his um his suit from when he went from when he met artem at the uh e at the eastern uh, eastern communist uh european uh lifting competition and this is like textbook 1970s suit with we're talking with the ruffles and like the browns and just yeah and and that that is how pavel is rocking however uh because pavel is just a little bit bigger then his dad, at that age, like the the in the chest area, you know, the buttons are just like, you know, and like the pants, um, they almost look like lycra because you know his his leg muscles are just so jacked, you know, um, and um, so he he gets dressed real quick. Uh, meanwhile, Artem. Uh, we'll bring Oldie uh, a, a tray of um, um, oh man, what are the they're they're the the, the little uh, they're the pastries that have like the jam in them. Um, uh, uh, what kind of pastry is this? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, it's gosh. it's almost like a croissant pastry. You're what thinking of uh, baklava, uh, which is. Uh... Which is sure East European, but not necessarily uh, Ukrainian. Oh, the uh, it's yeah. uh, pistachios and honey. No, no, I'm, th I'm I, I believe it's called it's like shublek or something like that. It's That's different than above my pay grade. Sorry, okay. hold on. Yes, um, but uh, they're they're like little pastries. They have the, and they have like jam in them. Uh, I forgot what they're called. Artem uh, brings you a plate, and he's like, "Please eat." You know, uh, and um, and then, you know, after a few moments, Pavel will come walking in with uh, Constantine will come walking in and he'll and he'll give uh, Artem, a, you know, a big hug. And, uh, um, you know, Constantine will be like, uh, boys, we must we, we must we must take picture first. Take picture first. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and so they do that, like, really. Um, 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 that thing that the parents do where they want, they want to take the picture of the, uh, of, of everyone that's going to the party type thing. 
I mean, since you don't have any stairs in your home except for the like the cellar stairs and uh, the porch, uh, where do we take this picture? That's what I want to know. Constantine, so Constantine's like, just stand in front of, of, of sofa. Is good sofa. 1985, Sears collection. Is good. Good background. So, um, you know, Pavel, he makes his way over, um, you know, and he, st- and he stands next to you. And, and Constantine, he takes, the, you know, he takes the acting all dad like, gets the, the picture, and, and, you know, and he's, he's taking the picture. Artem is sitting there, and he's just like doting over uh, the, the whole scene. Um, and then uh, after a few minutes, uh, you hear a honk uh, eh, eh, from the front. And uh, Constantine and Artem, you know, they, they stand up like, oh, that, that dude, there is Miria, Pavel's, mo- Pavel's mother. Yeah, it, it's time for you, the, the two of you to go. Um, so uh, Pavel's like, yeah, have you, have you, Oldie, are you ready to go? I was born ready. Yeah, okay, well, we will go then, yeah. Um, so they turn out and, and, and start to go, but Artem's like, um, no, 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 Pavel, you must remember, you must bring something for party. And he, he goes back and he, he comes out with this little shaf- this chafing dish, and the chafing dish has borscht in it, right? And he gives it to Pavel, and Pavel's just like, yeah, thank you, da-da, you know, and he gives, he gives Artem a kiss and Constantine a kiss, and... Um, uh, and Boris appears in the doorway and he yells something in, in Ukrainian, right? To which Pavel's like, yeah, yeah, da, da, I, I will, I, I will, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so they walk outside and in a sports car is Pavel's biological mother, uh, Maria, uh, who back in the day was a championship gymnast. Um, but now since they've escaped the uh, Eastern Communist bloc. She's kind of like um, leaned heavy into that whole 1980s like corporate power woman uh, thing, you know. Please totally, tell me she's wearing totally, a pantsuit. <laughs> she's wearing a pantsuit. She's totally driving a Porsche, which she made from her own money, you know. And she's like, meh, you know. And and, and she um. She's wearing like the sunglasses, you know, and she rolls the window down. It's like, okay, boys, get on in. Um, so you know, Pavel will uh will open the door and he'll because you know it's a Porsche and Porsches are only two doors, he'll he'll uh he'll open the door and um put the seat down so that Oldie can get into the back. Oldie being a six one farm boy being the smaller of the two. <laughs> um so he gets he gets it yeah so he gets in and of course because the porsche you know the the back is small but the front's small too you know the only reason maria could fit into it is because she was a gymnast you know so she's like we're talking like uh nadia kamenich you know she's like short and like you know small but like you know um i'm i'm picturing oldie being uh like folded over almost twice and just yes. uh, sitting across the entire back seat. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because he does not fit. No. It's not yeah, at all. Exactly. If this were a farm truck or a tractor, he would be fine. Right. Yeah. And Pavel's very much in the same boat. So he puts the, the seat back, right? And he starts getting in and he's like, uh, you know, he's like, no, why can't you get the station wagon? Mary's like, oh, station wagons are, are not for me. No, no, no. You know, and, and so like 
when when Pavel gets in, his his knees are like up to his chin, and he's like holding the chafing dish like like that, you know. And uh, Miria peels out, and they 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 tear off to the um to the party. <laughs> I was not ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. This was better than I had ever imagined. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Oh my gosh. That was amazing. All right. So hmm. I'm going to put you two on the spot real quick. So it is a little bit before y'all get to the party. I'm just going to let you two just go at it and see what happens. So you have a little bit of time before you get to your destination. So y'all have the floor if you want to have a conversation in this car. <laughs> so I have the distinct feeling that we're late and we're arriving as the the problem uh, is unfolding. Uh, big dudes stepping out of a tiny car and all that. Um, but on our way uh so um your dad your your granddad's pretty jacked right hmm? yeah he likes to remind us of that because he was the grand champion of the eastern communist lifting competition yeah and my my father and my other father they only came in second and third respectively but dad i know he he was the champion five years going yeah and this this was after the Nazis had been driven from from Russia. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. Uh, my 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 grandpa talks about those those days well as well. Uh, you know, they served in uh, at the same front but different ends. You know. Da, yeah, da, da. That, that, is, that, that, that would make sense because I am from there and you are from here and our families are from completely different sides. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's his life, man. Uh, one day you're driving a tractor, the second day you're driving a tank. That's, that's life. Yeah. Uh, da, da. And a third day you're storming Normandy. I don't know how he did that, but you know, he likes to tell us. You know, sometimes some of the stories that Dada tells me, I, I think he fabricates them, yeah. Yeah, I have the distinct feeling that's the same same with my grandpa. Uh, I mean, ever since he couldn't get up on the tractor, his stories have gotten more extravagant. Does, he also, does, does your grandpa... Uh, does he hit you with the uh, when when I used to go to school? I had to I had to hike ten miles uphill both ways in waist deep snow. No, my grandpa just hits me, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he's uh, he's part of that generation. Uh, uh, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, he doesn't he doesn't do that anymore. Uh, would be unfair. Yeah, you know, Dada likes to likes to hit me with his words. Yeah, uh, I mean verbal verbal abuse is better than physical, I guess. But you know, I I have this like, feeling that some sometime in the future I have to sit down with someone. You know, probably a German uh, like philosopher type, just talk about my feelings. Funny you should mention that. There is the local there is the local psychiatrist slash therapist. His name is Dr. Freud for some reason. <laughs> I don't have any time for that, man. 
Gotta get the corn uh, and, and, uh, and the service of tractor, and you know. Uh, but for now, we will do the we'll do it the way that that men do it, and we will take our feelings and we will crush them, and we will crush them into a little ball, and then put them down in deep, deep, and put them into a big box, and then make that box go away. Yeah. I mean, sure, man. Whatever you feel like. Uh, but I'm here for you if you want to talk about it. Dito. That's great, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Paul's mom. Um, how, how, how did you deal with your feelings when you were uh, the, the champion uh, gymnast of, uh, of uh, what was it, Eastern, Eastern Russia? Uh, how, how did you do it? When I was your age, we were taught that we just smile. That's uh, that sounds but counterproductive. Now, but now I just crush my corporate enemies. Oh, that's more along the the lines of Reagan. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Also, is Reagan even the president in this time? <laughs> I, I am unsure because I am not an American and <laughs> also a communist. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in the real timeline, yeah, totally, totally. Reagan, Reagan was the president during this time, yeah. I think so. Well, because, like, it's said in 1985, so hold up. You know what? Let me fact check this real quick. <laughs> no worries. I already got there. As I mentioned, I'm... president from 1981 to 1989. Yep, so Reagan is definitely president at this point. <laughs> yeah, we are, the dep we are in the depths of Reaganomics right now. Ooh, yeah. Yay. Well... I know where this campaign's going. Oh, no! All the way to the White House, baby. Hold up, let me put that down for maybe later. <laughs> Y'all go on a field... Y'all go on in a field trip. <laughs> this is where... When when we're done with... Like... Uh, when we're done with, uh, with college, we go into... Not a separate uh, timeline of uh, lighthearted. We go into Troika and uh, just destroy the the U.S. government. That's good times. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I'll run it. It's fine. It's fine. I love it. Oh my goodness! I would like to take a moment for the listening and the view. Yes, I would like to take a moment for the listening and the video audience who is watching this as well. As you can tell, and as you can hear, I'm dying of laughter. <laughs> and the rest of my cast listening to that as well was great. I think we may have broke Sutfin at one point. <laughs> and as I mentioned, I'm European and uh, European as well. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to have cards that we can hold up when we need to take like breaks so that we can you know gracefully recover from not being able to breathe from laughter <sighs> that's what that's this card yeah i get that that's oh my gosh that's why we're kind of taking a moment right now because i need to collect myself <sighs>
you know, we'll talk afterwards. But like I knew going into this what <laughs> Pavel's background was going to be. But the fact that now it's official. Listen, we support get we support two dads and mom is still around. Like this blended family is great. Oh, I'm so ready for I'm ready to flesh out grandpa more. <laughs> this is going to be very, very interesting. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Flashback to uh, to uh, Dada and Grandpa uh, fighting in the trenches together. <laughs> That's its own story that we're going to tell, I promise. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the weird war setting of uh, of uh, Genesis or something. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be the Patreon content. <laughs> yes. Let's 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 do it. Let's do the it. The holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, the holiday special. Yeah, it's they're playing football. Uh it's good. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is going to be great. Uh okay, I think I've collected myself enough. <laughs> At least did enough. Some, d- uh, sorry, Mikey. Did someone in the background just yell raid shadow legends? Yes, that was my brother. I'm sorry. Tell He's... him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, you know, I might later. It's fine. We are. <laughs> he, I'm recording. He's streaming. Like we both do. We're 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 both doing things. This is great. Whew. Okay. So I think we're. I think I'm good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. So as this conversation, you know, continues, we <laughs> y'all finally make your way to your destination. You make your way to the Chad's pad, though, as you two are fashionably late, as we call it in these here parts, you you roll up to this party and in front of you, the two of you see. A uh, bewilderment. A spectacle, a what in the world is happening right here. But from the car, as you two try to squeeze yourself to see the wind through the window. This is essentially what you see. So on the second story floor, you you recognize this person. You recognize like the dude in sunglasses and this robe this bathrobe of some sorts. It's wannabe Hugh Hefner is. We have come to describe the Chad. It's nighttime and he's wearing sunglasses. Like, that's the level of what we're working with here. But on the second story, sticking his head out the window is the Chad. And below on the ground floor, standing in front of the house, which has all the lights cut off, except with the only glaring lights of these bikes, so to speak. Is this group of sentient, like, pinata-like humanoid people. And, of course, you also know, given your time, both of you living within St. Pelmo's Ire as the Roadhogs, which is a biker gang. And when I say biker gang, as I described it last time, it's not motorcycles. It's, like, legit actual two-wheeled bicycles. But you see them wielding like pinata bats and baseball bats and steel pipes and things like that. And you just see from the car that the Roadhogs are having some sort of verbal altercation with the Chad, who is on the second story floor of this house. (laughs) And so. I just think for sheer comedic effect, Pavel, your mom 
kind of just like, oh, okay, have fun, boys. It kind of just like promptly like gets you out of the car and just speeds off. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, totally, because she has jazzercise class to get to. So, oh, yeah, she has her jazzercise class. <laughs> so, oh, this too real. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was waiting for jazzercise to come up. I was absolutely waiting for jazzercise. This is amazing. So, yeah, so the two of you promptly get, uh, get out of the car. Pavel, your mom, like, speeds off to jazzercise. Now, to kind of give you a more uh, follow me with the imagination, if you will. So you have the Roadhogs, you have the Chad up on the second floor, and you guys are about, eh, I want to say like ten, like us on the sidewalk across the street from the spectacle. So obviously, if you cross the street, you're at the Chad's pad. But you two are just watching all this go down. So... Uh, yeah, so what, what would you like to do? <laughs> hey, Pavel, uh, if I help you with, uh, with, the uh, with your suit jacket, uh, how about you take the 10 on the left and I take the 10 on the right, all right? That, that sounds like it would be a good warm up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I accept these terms. Let us oh. break them. Yeah, put your arms around your back, please. Uh, I'll, I'll... But wait, hold on one second, right? And he's like, Pavel's sitting there, and he, he like, have you ever seen the old uh, Disney cartoon with the bear that, like, uh, he's, um, it's the bear, and he's like, he loses his honey or something like that. And uh, when he loses his honey, he runs around going like, like that so uh-huh i know what you i know what you're talking about hold up <laughs> so pobbles kind of looks like that because he's got this he's got this 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 tray of, of borscht and like it was given to him by artem you know by his dad and he can't just like you know so he's like <laughs> I, where do i put this all the i don't know what to do what do i this this is this is very stressful what do i do I mean, we're going to put your jacket down somewhere as well. Uh, how about that uh, electrical box over there? Oh, okay. Well, I, then, then that is where that is where I will put this down. Yeah. Um, That's a good choice, so, man. So, Pavel, he goes and he, he, he gingerly puts the, the, um, the, the tray down, you know. And then he stands up. Uh, and when he stands up, he makes sure to, like, bring himself to his full height of, like, close to, you know, seven foot you yeah. know his the with his bare ears and you know like the in in true like east eastern communist block you know like it's almost almost as if you could hear like the ukrainian national anthem wafting <laughs> on the wind type thing uh and he'll turn to oldie and he'll be like help me with my shirt oldie i'm afraid i will rip it if i try to take it off hey man if you rip it uh, i'll give you my shirt it's fine it is not you, I fear. It is my father. He said not to get this shirt dirty. Oh, uh, sh- sure, man. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. Yeah. Oh, dear God. So with, with, with Oldie's help, um, uh, Pavel, 
you know, he takes the, the jacket and the shirt off and everything. And underneath the jacket and the shirt and all that, he's got that, that tank top, that like that 1980s bro lift dude tank top, you know, with like the, the, the skit, the skinny, uh, the, the skinny tank. And then like, like the long tank it, top. Like it's just yep, like, yep, exactly. So exactly. question, question, is it gray with the hammer and sickle on it? Or is it blue and yellow in accordance with the Ukrainian flag? It is blue and yellow, but neon blue and neon yellow. Nice. Good choice. So it's not just it's not just Ukraine. It's like Ukraine. 80s so, Ukraine. 80s Ukraine. Uh so and yeah, so so Pavel then just looks to old. He's like, lead the way. Let us let us talk to these persons. And uh, <laughs> and Oldie just uh, unbuttons his shirt sleeves and rolls them up a little bit, uh, like hikes them up. Uh, oh, I wasn't going to talk to them. I was going to get them to, uh, you know, go on, get, get. And uh, I don't know, uh, do we roll for initiative? <laughs> okay, so let me, so... <laughs> This is gold. This is already my favorite game so far. Not gonna lie. Don't tell my other games that, but they're great too. But this, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm in at least one of them. So. That is also true. Okay, so just for some clarification on my end, Pavel and Aldi, you two are looking to have a talk, by which I mean you're about to throw down. <laughs> okay. So... Since you two were, were weren't here for the explanation, so I'm definitely gonna have you roll to see how successful you are with at least starting the initial conflict, because then we're gonna jump back into the house. Cause I got plans for my other folks that are currently in the house as well. So in lighthearted, the way that you roll dice in this game is obviously depending on the roll that I'm gonna have you do, I'm gonna pick one of the six like uh traits to roll in this case obviously because you're about to throw down this is going to be a bod roll now you're going to take whatever dice you assign to your bod you're going to roll that but what makes lighthearted interesting is you're also going to roll your <laughs> you're also going to roll your emotion die as well so granted i was caught up too much into the hilarity of these two characters to explain that before but at the beginning of each scene, as this game calls it, every character will get a chance to kind of shift their emotional state going into it. So when you shift your emotional state, whatever your character's emotional state is currently, that will be given a D8. And then on either side of the emotional spectrum, those next two colors on the left and the right will get a D6. And anything after that is a D4. So just like the actual human emotional spectrum and the variety of ranges that we feel, whatever emotional state your character is feeling at that moment will be the dice that you use accordingly. So for the sake of it, we'll say that since you two are raring to go, um, we'll say that both of you, if you choose to, that your emotional state right now is on the 
orange side of being aggressive and vigilant at the moment. So your orange emotion will get the D8. And then for the rest of the scene, all the other emotions on the opposite ends will go D6 and then the rest are D4. So when you roll with that emotion, you'll be using those dies until we get to the next scene in which everyone will get to shift however their character is feeling in response to what is happening. So in this case, you guys are going to roll me bod and you're going to roll that with your orange die as well. So your orange emotional state. Uh, this is going to so be great. A total of two dies. Mm-hmm. 1d8 being our men- our uh, current emotional state. Mm-hmm. Orange, yep. And our respective bot die. Our- Correct. All right. Uh, 1d8 and 1d6 for me. Sweet. So you just roll those, and then, depending on your total, we'll determine what kind of possible outcome you can get. All right, I have my roll here, if uh, you are ready to receive. All right, so Aldi, what did you end up getting? On my d6, that is my bod, um, I got a 3. And on my d8, that is my orange stat, or my uh, orange emotional state, uh, that is a 3 as well. So for a total of 6, which is going to give you... well. Okay, so here's the beautiful thing. So with the six, you will this will count as a success, but there's going to be eh, some minor con- there's going to be success, but with some consequences. Alrighty, combat should be yes. Alrighty, and then Pavel, what did you get? So for my bod die, which is a D eight, uh, because Pavel is a corn fed athlete jock, uh, I got a seven. Uh, and then emotion dice, I got a seven. Ooh. Yo! Okay, so, uh, Pavel, you rolled a success with a great effect. So now, I wasn't expecting to jump into this portion of the game, but now we're going to. So, the beautiful thing with Lighthearted is when you succeed really, really well. So, when you succeed with a 12 or more, it is known as a success with great effect. So what that means is when you succeed with a great effect, obviously we're going to both narrate how successful you are and things work out as best as you can hope for in the situation. And you, (laughs) I can't believe this is actually going to happen. You also get to figure out as we work on this narratively, you kind of created an effect as to what you can do. So, for example, with in the event of a great effect, if nothing sticks out to you of how successful you are to kind of turn the tides in your favor in any situation, whether it be a fight, a conversation, your final exams, which might be happening, you know, at some point in this campaign. Narratively, you are able to figure out how things go into your favor for the best part. So we'll work on that together. But if nothing sticks out, the four things that you can also do is if you have if your character has any stress from they can remove it from a single emotion. You can grant an ally a plus two on their next roll. You can rewrite a condition and you also gain a you can also choose to gain a heart. So a heart in lighthearted 
is basically if you roll and you don't like your roll, you may spend a heart to re-roll your dice, but you must use that secondary roll. But we'll try to see if narratively we can make Pavel uh, amazing and, and figure this out. All right, so let's start with you, Oldie. So Pavel and Oldie, again, being the two that you are, you, after, you know, making sure that the shirt is taken off so it doesn't get destroyed. Otherwise, Dad is going to be very upset with Pavel and kind of just folds it and puts it nicely, neatly down. The two of you walk across the street, and as you get closer in, the some of the Roadhogs turn around, and before they begin to say anything, you know, <laughs> both of you just kind of just go in and start tussling and brawling. Aldi, as you are going, you're able to, again, nothing new. You're used to getting in a scrape when need be. And you end up, you know, taking some of the Roadhogs down. I'm actually going to let you narrate a little bit. So get, I can't believe this is a thing. So what is Aldi's fighting style like, I guess? You know how to wrestle a pig. <laughs> I do. <laughs> And you know what it looks like when a young cowboy uh, sits atop of a uh, young steer and um, tries to hold on. It is violent. It is sweaty. And in the end, uh, it is fairly counterproductive. Uh, you can wrestle a pig all day long, uh, but in the end, you realize that it's it likes being wrestled in the mud. Um, and uh, yeah, that is uh, that is how it works for uh, for Oli. Oh my jeez! Um, <laughs> but he he begins the entire thing with quoting John Brown, and uh, uh, yeah, in his holy name. Go on, get, get, and uh, just tosses haymakers after haymakers. Uh, because, well, in order to break a pinata, you need to uh, you need to swing a bat or two. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Oh my goodness! So I will say that you're able to get a couple shots in, but as you try to go for. I guess your maneuver to kind of pin them to the ground. The grass is a little bit wet, so you kind of lose your footing just a tiny bit and you accidentally roll over. So now you're laying on the ground. And before you get a chance to kind of respond, the uh, <laughs> some of the roadhogs notice this and they're like, oh, hell to no. And they come over and they're going to kind of just... <laughs> Now, for the sake of it, just because it is my game and we are in the neon soaked 80s of this fictional world, they begin to wail on you with like these hammers. But every time they hit you, just imagine like neon, like paint splashing, like just imagine like one of those squeaky hammers. And that's the sound that it's making as you're getting hit. And as you are getting hit with this hammer, it's just splashes of paint are coming off every time you get hit. It's like, wee. <laughs> We're not taking ourselves seriously here, at least not in this moment. <laughs> so as 
this is happening, Pavel, we're going to come to you. All right. This is going to be the best thing that I could possibly do this week. Why don't you narrate to me what does Pavel's fighting style look like? So Pavel is, is going to stand there uh, at his full height, right? Um, and his, his, his head is going to be like up, right? And he's going to be like looking down past his nose at these road pigs, pinatas, right? And um, there's like this moment where everything kind of freezes. And I would like to think from the house, the B-52's Private Idaho starts to play, right? To which Pavel will just be like, I must break you. And then he will start, his fighting style will look just like it's out of a cheesy 80s action movie. I'm not talking one of the good, like, I'm not talking like Predator, or I'm not talking like, um, um, like Die Hard or anything like that. No, 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 no. I'm talking like the the really cheesy 80s action movies. That is how Pavel fights. Um, and a majority of things that he does is like tosses, right? Um, and uh, Pavel, like, as as he's, you know, taking care of uh, the, the, the ones on his side, um, if I may, uh, he'll look over and see the dudes hitting Oldie with the with the things right and he'll grab one of the pinatas and toss them so that you know it does that stereotypical like they fly and knock the, the group over to which pavel will stand there with his with his chest out and be like don't get bowled over are we about to get to like mr freeze levels of arnold schwarzenegger up in here bro <laughs> promises no promises. oh no <laughs> i can't wait okay so i will say because you jeez, oh you rolled that so so well i will say that narratively yes you are able to get the the roadhogs that were beating up on aldi and just because i love it because this fight's going to continue because we're about to jump back into our party goers because y'all are going to be <laughs> Y'all are going to jump into this in just a tiny bit. I will say with great effect that at, because this fight is going to continue, I am going to grant both Pavel and Aldi just because I love this interaction up to this point. You will get a plus two to the next roll that you get. So with this fight continuing, you each will get plus two to use in this fight. <laughs> so while this is going on, the Chad from atop of the window sees you two fighting the <laughs> fighting the Roadhogs and subsequently pops into the into the room. And he's like, righteous. All right, let's do this. And suddenly from the wall, he kind of pulls out what looks to be just a kind of like a megaphone of some sort. But. As he kind of pops back out to the window and granted the rest of you in the house will be able to hear this because it's like one of those comically oversized megaphones. And you see, you just hear the like crackle of it going on. Test, test. Is this thing on? 
righteous. All right, my party goers. <laughs> it's like, uh, first and foremost, uh, thank you for coming to the Chad's pad, brah. <laughs> like, I, I've, things have kind of taken a turn for the worse, but don't worry, it's not going to harshen the mellow, brah. But for those of you that are still here, I kind of need your help, brah and dudettes and all non-binary folks of the spectrum. Uh... If wherever you are at, you will see shortly as he presses a button from the second story window. As you can see, there are a couple of things you may want to grab an item or two and come join this fight because, uh, yeah, we can't let them harshen the vibes. <laughs> and as he kind of lowers the megaphone, he just tells himself, yeah, Chad, you totally did that time. Meanwhile, as this speech is going on, so... <laughs> Shanice, Eric, and John, as you three are kind of listening to the commotion, and obviously you, all three of you at some point, you just see Oldie and Pavel like just starting to wail on the Roadhogs. In each of your respective locations, you three hear the sound of what seems to be like mechanical whirring, like gears are turning a little bit. And as you kind of turn to the source of the sound in each of your respective areas, Shanice, you see like the dance floor, like the actual like lifted dance floor begin to kind of turn over. And as it turns over, you just see a plethora of what looks to be a mixture of like super soakers and um what look to be like hand size like funfetti cannons as well that you can fire at so think of the funfetti cannon as like a t-shirt cannon but instead of firing a t-shirt it fires like just the ball of funfetti like somebody didn't pack it in right so when they fire like it doesn't dissipate when it goes it's just like you think of it as like a miniature cannonball but on impact it explodes funfetti <laughs> Eric, as you are, as, as you and Carrie are in the garage, the wall panel in one, one of the walls begins to flip over and revealing to you also some super soakers and funfetti, but you also see a couple of like similar squishy mallets as well. And then John, you also, as the pool kind of drains a little bit and it uses the bottom of partial of the bottom of the pool begins to lift up and reveal like super soakers the hammers you also see like one of those inflatable like comically oversized kind of like uh captain caveman's like thwacker but it's like very inflatable <laughs> so i can't believe i'm gonna ask this question but we don't take ourselves too seriously here i would like to know each of you what weapon are you grabbing <laughs> Oh, Shanice is grabbing the Funfetti Cannon. Like, absolutely. Because it's pretty. It's going to be pretty. So why not? Yeah, so I will definitely uh, grab the Funfetti. I love that. Eric is going to grab two Super Stokers and dual wield them. So if they could be like pistol style ones, that would be <laughs> that would be probably the most um, dexterous kind of move uh, as opposed to some kind of smack smack. So dual wielding Super Stokers, please. Yeah, I will say that you get like the like the, the small size ones, so the dual pistols is like, 
Oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, John, what weapon are you picking up? And it can also be something that wasn't mentioned if it tickles your fancy. <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 no. He's going directly. It's tomorrow's medical breakthrough. Today, no, ETF, innovation <laughs> anyway, he's going directly for the club, the inflatable club, and he's just—I mean, it, it, why not? Dang, for the new kid, wasn't expecting to get into a crazy, par- a crazy the, time like the this. New, the, new kid, the new kid might have some surprises. Oh, this is going to be great. Oh. Ooh, this is going to be a good time. <laughs> uh, so as each of you grab your weapons, you also you overhear the Chad on the megaphone. It's like now my party goers commence to the first floor as everyone starts rushing or at least everyone that's left because some people decided to dip. There are people hiding outside like. There's a couple of onlookers who got caught on the patio still making out that are kind of like hiding behind like the the railing. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will say, so just because, um, so as you all congregate your way to the first floor, Shanice, Eric, and John, you guys all like, come together a little bit with some of the party goers that also have weapons um Shanice (laughs) Brad is nowhere to be seen (laughs) oh well I was was gonna dump him anyway it wasn't gonna be denied but it was gonna happen like absolutely was going to happen but now it might be sooner than later definitely yeah now it's definitely happening you ditched me (laughs) at the fight of the century like at the party of the year, like how dare you? How how, how dare you? <laughs> oh, I cannot wait for that conversation afterwards, Eric. I mean, <laughs> so good, Eric. As you look around, Carrie's no stranger. You just see her walking up with a hammer and just looks at you and just gives you a nod and just like cracks her neck a little bit. <laughs> this before, absolutely. Oh my gosh. And John, as you look around, you see your neighbor, Julie, who has also kind of become your friend. You see her float in because she has her, of course, she is a fairy, so she's floating in with her fairy wings. But as you are looking on, you see her go, like her appearance, she's still in her dress that she came in, but now it has been accentuated. She literally has gone like full on Rambo. She has like the war paint on. She has a bandana tied around her head and she has like two, like not even two handheld size. She has like two of the big, like super soakers that need two hands usually to um, (laughs) hold. And she just is like, she just like starts shooting it up in the air. She's like, let's get these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah. <laughs> Julie is that girl. <laughs> oh, John's like, I came with her. <laughs> yeah. 
And I will say at the moment of Julie saying, let's get these bitches, the door opens and everyone just starts running outside. So at this moment, Aldi and Pavel, as you guys are continuing to fight the Roadhogs, you all, the Roadhogs included, you two and the Roadhogs all hear just what seems to be the faint <laughs> sounds of what seemed to be a stampede of feet. And as you turn around to look at the source of where that is coming from, you just see the front door burst open as you see a bunch of party goers, some dressed in party dresses, some in like their sports outfits, some. Oh, yeah, they came off. oh yeah. <laughs> yes, the heels came off. I'm imagining like some of like, I'm imagining like the cheerleaders like are fighting with their heels. They're like running with them in their hand. You two also see a female fairy just like full on Rambo's like ah as she jumps into the fray and begins fighting with the super soakers. Okay, so this so this is how we're going to do this. Just because narratively this is going to be awesome, I'm going to go around each of you guys is going to roll your bod because you are gonna fight but i i should have said this before this we started i gotta remember this but remember to use the current uh, your emotional state that your character is feeling in this moment and then we'll go around and we'll narratively describe what your character is feeling what they are doing and then depending on how successful you are we'll do that so I need everybody, including Aldi and Pavel, to roll Bod plus their current emotional state. As we technically have changed into a new scene. This will go down as the fight at Chad's pad. This will go in the history books. Eric's sister will hear about this later tonight. <laughs> oh, you know, Julia. Yeah. going to be very excited. Yes. And you know, Julia, as soon as... Yeah, as soon as this fight's over, Julie's going to definitely put this in this paper. <laughs> this is going to be good. Um, I got a six and a four. So that is a ten, which is very, very good. So the, with the ten, that is going to give you just a straight success. So we'll come to you in a little bit. So let me make So let me write this down so I don't forget. Eric gets a ten. Alrighty, so, uh, <laughs> John, what did you end up getting? Uh, five total. Oh, buddy. So, yeah. a so five is going to be a success with some consequences. Yeah, not, not as, not as surprised as you might have thought. <laughs> oh, buddy. Hey, but at least it wasn't a failure because that's, uh, <laughs> that's going to be tough. Uh, Shanice, Shanice, what did you end up getting? Oh, my total was only six. Um, I'm not very body. I mean, that's <laughs> fair. But the yeah, six, the, the six is pretty good. So that is six success with consequence. All righty. Aldi, what did we do this? How did we do this time? Remember, you have that plus two. If you wish. Sorry. <laughs> So I roll a four and a six. Uh, so, yeah, yeah uh, let's just make that a 12. Nice. All right. So that with the plus two, the 12 is a success with great effect. This is going to be great. Success with great effect. And last but not least, Pavel, what did you get? So uh, I rolled 
a five for my body. Am I still rolling a D eight for my, uh, for my emotion die? Yep. If you are still feeling that your character right now is in the orange emotional state, then that is what you will use. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so, wow. Okay. So seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 12 plus two, 14. Dang. This is the only time. This is the only time my dice are going to be rolling like this. So you know, let's just let's rejoice at what is happening. Because we all know that. Oh my gosh, this is great. All righty. So here's how we're going to do this. So I'm going to come to each of you. I want you to kind of give me a little bit of a monologue of how your character's feeling. Uh either charging into the fight and getting down or in the process of fighting. And then I want you to narrate what you're doing with this weapon of your choosing. <laughs> so we're going to go in the same order. So I'm actually going to ask uh, Eric, you have your two super soakers. So give us an inner monologue of how he's feeling and then just narrate your, <laughs> so your success. So um, Eric is definitely feeling um, very optimistic. Um, this is a chance to get, which I guess is yellow, right? Yes, yellow. Yes. Um, so he's feeling very optimistic. Um, this is a chance to let off a lot of steam that's been building up throughout the summer. Um, he spent a good chunk of it alone. So being around people is unusual and kind of uncomfortable. Um, but he knows that uh, Carrie is there with him and them fighting together. Uh, bring brings back a lot of old memories. Um, this is not exactly. Um, this still feels like not dangerous. This feels like a fun time. Um, the stakes are definitely lower than I think uh, they should actually be uh, from Eric's perspective. Um, but what they're doing is they're kind of uh, they broke out of the main group and is like circle strafing um, and shooting with the dual super soakers. Um, but if you're cool with it, Mikey, I would like to have some magic going on. Um, and I would like to use orange for telekinesis to curve the super soakers to kind of um, whip around and almost like flank the, uh, the roadhogs um, and confuse them to leave them open for everyone else. So it's kind of like a like a whirling spiral of super soaker shots as Eric runs in slow motion. Um, when in reality, he just looks like a, like a scrawny, lanky goofball running through the, through the grass. I'm but, gonna... uh, definitely get some woo going on in there. I'm sorry. So just as a little personal note, because I am a former rave kid myself, I'm just imagining this is the equivalent of like someone doing the like light gloves and everything show. It's like, ooh, pretty as like all of a sudden, like the DJ starts playing the music again. And then like the Chad puts on the lights as it's going on as well. It's oh my gosh. Yes. And I will I will say that I'm cool with the confusing super soaker shots only because I think that is amazing and I love creativity. So, yeah. So, <laughs> Eric, as you're running in, you start popping off with the super soakers. You are using your telekinesis <laughs> to kind of just distract a little bit. And they're like, that water's not supposed to go like that. What is happening here? 
and it's kind of going on there. Yeah, so that is uh, that is amazing. All righty. So let's go to you, John. So there's going to be some success with complications. So tell us how is John feeling as he's rushing into battle, as I put it in air quotes, and you just narrate what you do with this club. Well, I guess emotional wise, he's he's feeling yellow. I mean, joyous, optimistic, because he's he's going to be able to interact with other people. I mean, he he is the new guy. So he sees this as an opportunity to maybe prove himself, if you will. So as as he's you know he's, he's excited he's 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 charging into the fight he's he's swinging. Imagine uh, like you know Captain Caveman with the club, just you know, uh, just going nuts. Just you know, yeah. I mean he's 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 swinging everywhere just blindly. You know, it's 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 not even really paying attention to to anything just i mean it would almost be if you know he's holding one arm over his eyes and swinging back and forth just so he doesn't get you know shrapnel from the from the road hogs you know in his face at this point that is amazing so I will say, as you kind of like <laughs> cover your eyes as you're swinging, you can feel that you're getting some good hits in. And for everyone else in the viewing audience, like as the hits are coming from this inflatable <laughs> like caveman stick, um, yeah, you just a, there's a squeaker in it. Too, yes, exactly. Yeah. There's a ee, ee. Yeah. <laughs> I love those. Oh, my goodness. As you're kind of like just swinging back and forth you're getting some good hits and for the viewing audience as each hit happens like you see a little bit of like confetti and candy be popping out upon impact of each hit i mean (laughs) they're they're humanoid pinatas they're filled with candy so that's gonna happen at some point i will say however as you are blindly kind of swinging the momentum kind of stops for a bit and as you kind of like lower your eyes to see why the momentum of your swinging stop you just see this very large like built being of a pinata as built as pinatas can be (laughs) Um, and imagine if like so basically follow follow me here right so this roadhog imagine them as a human as like what happens if uh pumba from lion king became a human humanoid but he also like hit the gym and didn't skip leg day so he's very built he's got like he's got like an actual like iron chain and as you're kind of looking at this he, he he's got like the mohawk going on with the sunglasses on and he kind of just does the yep and kind of just grabs you with you still attached to the stick and begins like swinging you back and forth comically it's like ah <laughs> now granted you haven't got hurt yet <laughs> and as soon as this is happening you just see julie julie just turns around and she's like ah shooting people she sees this she's like nobody hurts the new kid except for me <laughs> and just like starts to fly in <laughs> we'll come back to that in a little bit ah <sighs> We don't so what, t- go ahead. What I heard you describe it was uh, bebop. Exactly. <laughs> uh, 
That is exactly what it was. And I am okay with that. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, Shanice, we have, we also have a success with some complications. So why don't you describe Shanice's, how she's feeling at the moment and okay. then go for it. So I put her in blue as in confused. Cause she's like, what the hell is going on here? Like, I don't, I don't understand. I, I guess I understand, but I don't really understand why this is happening. She's a little, you know, surprised that Brad has, like, disappeared, because that would be who she would want to have, like, there next to her. But she's a strong, independent Black woman. She's going to take care of her own self. So she grabs the Funfetti cannon, um, and she runs out, and she's going to just, like, she's literally going to stand there and take aim at just, like, one person or maybe a couple of people and just, like, shoot at it and see <laughs> what happens. And, because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's her thing. Like, this is, like, I'm going to try and see how this works. And then, you know, if nothing else, I can, um, I will, I think, because I think, yeah, blue is illusion. So... Um, I'm going to throw a little magic on this one, just a little bit, so that it looks like instead of, because I, I had a feeling that there was one ball, I'm going to make it look like there's three. So like three Funfetti balls coming out of this cannon, and they don't know which one is going to actually hit them. So that's what, you know, that's the kind of amusing thing, because I like the idea of a little, little illusion moment. I love it so much. I will definitely. Yeah, that definitely happens. Now, as far as the complications are, so you're able to kind of make the illusions that there are multiple funfetti's coming at these things. But I will say the complication, because you are also thinking about where in the world did Brad go and how dare he ditch you, especially in this moment of a fight. I was how very like, dare you? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> how very dare you? You're kind of thinking about it for a little bit, and the complication is because your mind is not necessarily wandering, but you're also kind of, like, splitting your attention between trying to create the illusions of the Funfetti Cannons and thinking about how you're going to have a stern t talking to Brad as if you find him later tonight. The... F so think of it as like as the illusion, the illusory funfetti balls are coming out. They're just like so misshapen and like discolored. It's like literally for some reason, like they're coming out very pixelated as well. So you can definitely you can definitely tell that they very are eight bit. Yeah, like very eight bit. So you can definitely tell they're not the real things. And at first the Roadhogs are like, ah, ah, stop. And then they notice it. They're like, what is happening? And so one of them who has a baseball bat, like just begins to take the stance and start swatting them back and forth. And they're just flying in all these directions. And I will say that as he's doing so, then he goes into one handed bat swings and is just like trying to slowly bat away as he's trying to get closer to the house. But you're able to kind of keep him at bay because though there's complications, you technically succeeded. Got it. Sweet. All right, oldie, it's showtime. Time to redeem here with this 12 plus. Why don't you give us the current emotional state and then just narrate how oldie goes ham, I guess. 
Oh, shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get embarrassed in front of the entire new school. It's gonna suck. Fuck you guys. And, and I'm gonna move up into red. Alrighty, so before, so Game Master Quick, for those of you who are not familiar with this game, when did a character move into the emotional rest state? The best way to describe it is that they are passionate, wrathful, and very hot under the collar, so it's about to go down. Anyways, keep going, Oldie. I want to see where this goes. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Much like the the hard right scene in uh, in one of the later seasons of uh, Letterkenny, um, uh, Ave Maria begins to play as uh, as Oldie just lays down the like uh, daddy's belt uh, upon these uh, these pinata people. Uh, not meant as an offensive term. Uh, I just want to put that out there. Uh, and I knew that would get a laugh out of Adolfo. So it's something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, no, fair enough. Thank you. And uh, the camera just pans to the left out of view of the an actual fight and there's like uh, teeth and uh, uh, shoes and eyeglasses just shooting past where the camera is pointing currently uh, as as oldies is clearing house this is amazing <laughs> So, Oldie, as you are clearing house, I'm just imagining you're just like throwing haymakers left and right. <laughs> it is, oh man, it's beautiful. And because you rolled so well with great, <laughs> with great exception here, um, I will say as you are making your way through the crowd and you're knocking the candy out of these wild hogs, so to speak, I will say you are able to... <laughs> without even giving it another thought, you are able to knock out the uh, one with the baseball bat that is trying to make their way towards Shanice, and you're just like, bah! <laughs> and there's just this moment where Shanice, you're looking at Oldie, Oldie, you're looking uh -huh. at Shanice, and, you're, and then you just both go back to fighting. <laughs> there's, a, there's a, like, there's a thought in in Shanice's head as she kind of looks over and like she gives a little like okay like that's cute like moment and just like thinks for just a second like because I'm are you are you are you new to town? No, I I think Oldie's family's been here for like. At least three generations, maybe okay. maybe since the town was founded. Uh, <laughs> so thing is, he's maybe... not old money. Uh, 
<laughs> so she will look at you and go, I, so I, I, I will say maybe she, hmm, let me give it, let me give a little flip. I want to see if I knew you. No. So I didn't know you until now. So I don't, I mean, you've probably seen each other in school, whatever. You've probably seen me in a show. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And then I will continue. Like, it's like a, like a, if, if we're going with 80s tropes, it's like, who's that boy? Like, oh, yeah, that moment. And from Oldie's perspective, we're uh, looking at a uh, just uh, a wreath of hearts around with the, with the, at last. <laughs> because there's, there's a gal here who, who clears house. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Uh, but then shakes the yeah. hearts away yeah. and uh, keep, yeah. gets back to fighting because it's a, uh, there's there's a baseball bat heading for his face and he does not want that. No. <laughs> uh, I love this crew so much. This is great. So because of that, you both go back after that small interlude, as we called it. Then you go back to fighting. Last but certainly not least, Pavel... 14, my friend. Emotional state, and then just just go to town with the narration. <laughs> so at this point, I would... Uh, Pavel's, Pavel's yellow. He's joyous. You know, because he's, he's doing what the gods placed him on this earth to do, and that's to pick things up and put them down. So, um, you know, um, if, if I may, the hog that um has uh Sutphin's Sutphin, what's your character's name? John. So the hog that grabbed John and is is about to like use John as as a as a baseball bat, right? Blunt instrument. It, it, right, as a blunt instrument. If I may, uh Pavel would like to walk up to him or you know like Mits the fight, like make his way. He he, like uh, he. So Pavel like tosses one smaller uh, roadhog, right? He's like, ah. he tosses, right. As he tosses, he looks and he, and he sees uh, uh, John get picked up by this roadhog. So Pavel is, is going to just like, um, like bear bear sprint, like cocoon cocoon uh, to towards the uh, towards the roadhog, um, and then. He's going to uh, jump up and and exclaim, "Don't hog the spotlight!" And then he will come down uh, on in 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 the hog's face with a big berry fist. Oh my gosh, that is amazing! I love it. All right, so Pavel, uh, yeah. So as you said. So you see, as you're making your way, I'm also imagining like not only just throwing people, but you're just like walking as some of the road hogs try to get to you and you just like shove them. They're like, <laughs> it's like that over yeah. like, and, so, and, and like as one of them comes and tries to do it, 
pa- Pavel will just be like, give me a break, and we'll just like mush him in the face. It's like, ah! Oh! <laughs> it's like, not the nose. <laughs> As you make your, your yeah, as you make your way to John, who is currently on his own free amusement ride, just like getting thrown before. I will also say you also see this little fairy Julie as she is trying to make her way to John, but it's like comically like one of the roadhogs is just like because of how tiny she is, is just ho- comically holding one hand and her he- forehead is against the palm. And it's just like the comical, let me at him, let me at him. And it's just like swinging the super soakers, but it's not, not making any traction motion. And as soon as you walk up and you're just just like crazy. <laughs> um, John, you find yourself back on the ground. It takes you a little bit to get your sense of equilibrium back after getting shaken like a... Uh, <laughs> Pavel... Pavel will extend a hand down to John and he will look down at John and say, come with me if you want to party. <laughs> yes. And just for some reason, like there's this immaculate like spotlight that just appears behind Pavel <laughs> that just lights up a little bit. And the chat's like, hey, who fired off the fireworks? <laughs> this is wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, as as he as he looks up in Pavel's glowing halo of 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 bareness, um, is just you know so incredibly thankful. He's like, man, he's like, I thought I was gone one there for a while. It's like I appreciate you clearing a path for me there. No, comrade, you are not gone. You are still here, and we will do this. We will, we will fight. Yeah, da, we will fight. Together. Break them. Together. Da. And Pavel will stand back to back with John in like total cheesy 80s action flick mode. You the soundtrack. Keep the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. the soundtrack. Yes, I love it so much. I hear a guitar just. Oh, totally. It's just that lone. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'd love this so much. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. This is amazing. So the fight continues. Each of you guys inadvertently and on purpose as well end up like actually doing really good. Carrie is just not even breaking a sweat she's just twirling one of the the hammer in her hand and she's just walking and just like walking past roadhogs and just whacking them left and right also for comedic fashion you see that her little gorgon snakes also have like tiny little mallet hammers as well and they're also swinging <laughs> around as well and so it's so good julie is just dive bombing she's like Dive, dive, dive! As she's flying around, you just hear the sound of like <laughs> airplane, like <laughs> as she's taking the super soakers and shooting them. <laughs> the camera see like the rest of the crew doesn't see this, but the camera kind of pans over to like one subset little corner of this fight, 
where you see Brad just like hiding behind a bush as he's like peeking out and just seeing what's going on before going back down. Like he's actually trying to stay quiet and hide. <laughs> and you just the camera sees him like in the bush in the fetal position. <laughs> Oh gosh, do I see him? Oh no. I would can I see him? You know what? I'm going ooh, let's see if you can. I'm going to say hmm if you're able to be aware of something. Ah, you know what? I'm just going to break it a little bit. I'm going to see roll me a mental <laughs> to see if it's like brain. Let me see. <laughs> mental. Okay, that's a D4. <laughs> and am I also rolling a scene in a um, emotional state? Yes, yeah, so since you're currently in blue, since we're in the current scene, whatever the dice is for. <laughs> well, actually, you get to choose the emotional state, but the dice don't move. <laughs> okay, so I was blue. If I'm look, if I was going to look for him, we'll do blue. We'll just keep it at blue. So that's a D8. only a five okay so with the five that is going to mean that it is a success with consequences <laughs> so <laughs> Ooh, like, uh, I'm... yeah so I will I am like shooting this confetti cannon and I shoot it in a direction and it goes off and as the as the confetti kind of like settles, I see um, Brad just sort of like <laughs> crouching, and I, I give him the look <laughs> of like, "What the fuck are you doing right there? Like, like what are you doing there?" Like, and I will if you're looking at the potential consequence. Hmm. Look at the consequence. Well, I am distracted because I, I am giving him the look. I am not seeing anything else but him. Like a dagger mentally is like at him because like I'm out here busting my ass and you're just cowering in the corner. Captain of the football team. Like. What? <laughs> uh, how dare he? How <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so here's where the consequence comes into play so not so much that you're about to get like attacked per se but because of the chaos that is going on i will say that the consequence is as you are staring daggers <laughs> at brad you're you don't see the oncoming like <laughs> stray funfetti ball that got fired off by accident so it's not going to do any permanent damage but the fun fetty cannon just hits you in the cheek and it's like just the slow-mo it's like and as you kind of like feel your way it's a little sore you're going to need to check it later but you might feel that there may be some slight bruising but you won't know until you check oh no <laughs> not my face <laughs> and for Shanice because of the background that she has it, oof, let me tell you <laughs> <Not my face. laughs> 
You feel it sore, but you're going to have to check later to see if there's any yeah. bruising. <laughs> oh my goodness. So at this point, at first it seems that you that everybody is doing well against the Roadhogs, but then suddenly you all start to see the party goers like get thrown left and right as you just see like the Roadhogs that are in this big kind of like sea of each other, so to speak. And you just see party goers being thrown into the air and you just see them part as coming through is this large statuesque <laughs> kind of like humanoid elephant pinata so to speak so this man's is huge he is like seven five <laughs> just big old pinata tusks wearing like surprisingly think of it as like how do i put this this is like a crop top but like a biker crop top so to speak it's like <laughs> and he just comes walking up he's like enough and just like with the billowing of his voice, everyone kind of just stops. Like everyone's just like freeze frame. It's like, er! <laughs> and it's just like the chat, you owe us money. And if you don't come down here and fight to me, mano e mano, I am going to come in there and come get you. <laughs> and the chat's like, uh, brah, uh, not going to happen, dude. <laughs> Uh, and then kind of like, <laughs> all right, you know what? Let the dice gods decide on this one. <laughs> so as the Chad is looking around <laughs> and he's looking at the five of you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this is going to be beautiful. Um, as everyone is kind of looking at this, the Chad looks around. It's like, no, brah. And in fact, I enact the party code of the throwdown. <laughs> it's like you versus one of my party goers. And then we'll determine who wins. And as the chat's looking around, it's just like, I select that guy as he's pointing to you, John. <laughs> and this is <just> like... <laughs> And it's just like the rules of the throwdown have been enacted. Everyone stand clear, bruh. As the party goers and the wild hogs begin to form like this fight circle around you and this giant elephant person. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> this is what happens when this is an alternate 80s world. We know how crazy the 80s movies got. Like sometimes the plot don't make no sense, but it's a good time nonetheless. <laughs> do i still have the club yes i will or say that you got or i was gonna say or do, can i at least I, I get at least enough time to like scour around and find it because i've become kind of attached to this club. <laughs> well i will say because of pavel's great success not only did he help stop you get thrown around like a ragdoll but because you were able to with the great success he was able to find the stick and give it back to you Awesome. That might be my, my, my may have to take that home with me. Mount to the, I'm out to the top of the to the top of the car. That's what I can do. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, out of curiosity, John, what uh, is your what is your height? How tall are you? Are you? Five ten, but hopeful that he's one day going to be like six feet. 
He's like right on that cusp, depending upon what type of shoes he's wearing. That is very, very true. He's under six foot, you know, maybe with dress shoes or something. He gets, you know, 5'11 and 13 sixteenths or something like that. Very, very nice. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You literally just described my actual in real life height. <laughs> not quite six foot, but close enough with hair, but not really. Well, mine too. I, it, oh. that, that may have been a you know statement from my personal life as well. Oh, yeah. I, when the doctor asked me the other day for my checkup, how tall I was. So, that's hmm. <laughs> fine. No one knows. It's fine. Yeah, they weigh you, but they don't check your height anymore. So you can just make that up. <laughs> I love it so much. So. As this fight circle begins to be formed, <laughs> um, the party goers on one side, the roadhogs on the other, kind of just intermingling to form this circle. <laughs> Shanice, Eric, Aldi, and Pavel, you guys find yourself kind of sta- ending up standing next to each other, along with Carrie and Julie. <laughs> and as you guys are on looking into this fight, um, so <laughs> this is going to be interesting. So, John, you get to decide how you're. So here's the thing. So and I use this term loosely because, I, again, I like thinking outside of the box as well. So you see this large humanoid elephant pinata in the crop top and some biker jeans. And surprisingly, he's wearing like flip flops of all things. But, you know. Listen, tall people problems when you have big feet. There's not a lot of options when it comes to shoes and things like that. I should know because I have friends who are very, very tall and I have to help them a lot. Try to find stuff. Now, this elephant is ready to throw down and technically you're going to throw down, too. But the manner in which you want to fight is completely up to you. So how would you like to approach this fight? (laughs) Let's see. How do we want to do this? So I'm thinking, so as as the new guy, right, that he's he's gonna try and talk it up a little bit because he's you know, he he's he's telling everybody, you know, he was trained trained by, you know, an, an ancient swordsman from 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 you know South America. Just, oh, just no, he's, he's not a mall ninja, is he? <laughs> Please let it be a mall ninja. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, sure. Let's go with it. Let's let's go with it. I mean, you know, at this point, it sounds good. Oh man. So many memories from 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 watching so is much media. Malninja.exe has been opened, activated. <laughs> oh Lord! So so you know he's he's kind of sly. He's bobbing, weaving around. He's he's got the inflatable club that he's you know doing his very best to wield without. It being 
awkward in the fact that he really isn't 100% sure he knows what he's doing other than, you know, kind of saying how Daniel says, yeah, I knew karate. You know, I've watched it on TV and I read it in a book. You know, I went to the library to learn this kind of thing. That's that's kind of like the true depth of his fighting abilities, other than just, you know, rage swinging a club back and forth. So, so now that he's uh, in the spotlight, so to speak, he's, he's a little more aware of his movements, let's say. So, in, wow, this is I'm trying to think of the best way to do it. Um, I mean, ideally, if he could, you know, tie a bandana around his head. I will. You know what? <laughs> this is what I will say. So as you're getting ready for this, you just. <laughs> no, we we didn't No, We lost him. No. Did we lose him? <laughs> There it is. Oh. <laughs> Heart. I wondered what happened there for a second. There's a glitch in the Matrix. The Mom um, Ninja. <laughs> yeah. I say we can we can pick up like a bit of shrapnel left over from some of the uh, the broken, the wounded the funfetti. The wound, yeah, the wounded funfetti, and you know he takes some of the candy and he, you know, he, he puts on some. Some some war mask under war paint under his eyes, you know, forehead, and he he's donning you know a, a strip of of you know Fetty that has just been stuck together around his head, and he he kind of looks at the 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 boss at this point and gives a little. Let's go. Oh my gosh. Uh, Okay, so here's what I'm gonna have you do. Now I'm definitely gonna make you roll body because you're fighting, but because of that amazing description, I'm going to give you a plus two to this roll. Cause why? Cause I'm the game master and I say so, and I love to reward the amazing player choices. Need all, need all the help I can get. Because <laughs> he's he's more about sway. So I mean, a lot of that was you know intimidation, maybe thinking that he can. The you know the fight will just be over and he's like I don't want any part of this guy because he's crazy. Okay, so then if that's the situation, then I'm going to change it then because my uh, isn't that one of my uh, or is it the party trick? Let me look at back and see because I, I thought that was one of my likes character bits. Let's see. So I will say, because the way of how you're going about it, you're more of kind of make you're bluffing your way, saying you better you better watch out because I'm crazy. You don't know what I'm about to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of, it's one of the malfunctions. You know, you're making it up as you go along. Okay, so yeah. ah, hanging tough. You're making it up as you go along, so you gain a heart when you jump into a dangerous situation without a plan, and you gain experience when you admit you're in over your head. So. I mean, it One is a. <laughs> Go ahead. They both probably will apply. Well, you might need the heart to make a reroll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I said, all the help we can get on this one. Okay. So he. 
I'm going to change it up a little bit because you're looking more to bluff your way instead of bod. I'm actually going to have you roll sway because you're using you're trying. You're literally bullshitting your way out of the situation by being intimidating, which is an offshoot of persuasion. So I'm going to have you roll sway. Now you get to pick the emotional die to add to it, but you're not. But those dice that are currently because we're still in the actually, you know what? We're in a new we're in a new scene technically. So okay. everybody, including, you know, Mr. Fletcher over here, you guys can shift your dice however you wish you see fit that your character's currently feeling. And that includes oh. you, John. So you shift whatever the current emotion is for your character. And that current emotion is the D8. The emotions to the left and right are a D6. And then anything after that goes down to a D4. So I will say all of you can shift your emotional states in this scene since we are in a new scene. I know, right? Choices. <laughs> okay, so I have this idea. And and if this is just just let me know. So he's 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 going to be under green. Trusting peaceful transformation. Because he's, you know, this this is his his core ability, bluffing, just making stuff up as he goes along. So yeah, this kind of calms him. I mean, he's it's it's not really peaceful that he's not wanting to fight, but more just a just a Zen type peaceful kind of thing. That he's 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 you know everything's kind of slowing down, and he's taking in all of the actions. You know, everybody else is moving in slow mo. And he's he's like very, very specifically calculating each move. So, I mean, each swing of his of the club to intimidate, you know, the the boss is is very, very calculated. Um, so we will go. All right. So so I would eight. Ugh, four, and you get that plus two as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. So that's six. Uh, so that's a total of seven. You, you can you can use a heart to roll one of those die again. Yes. So you may spend a heart to re-roll a die, but you must use that second roll. <laughs> dun dun dun. Well, I can't roll any lower than <laughs> So so yeah. Okay. So let's let's go with that. Make a note to myself there. Come on, be better. Ooh, that's a six. Yeah. So, what oh, is the yeah. new? What is the new grand total? The new grand total is a twelve. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I love failures, but in this most so a twelve with a success with a great effect. So I was literally sweating during that one. <laughs> uh all right. This is your sensei speaking. So Fletcher-san, why don't you narrate this for us and tell us how do you how are you successful with great effect? Successful with great effect. All right. So imagine if you will, and and if you've seen any any mall ninja moves, um, it's it's going to be a very quick precise strike so so 
just imagine one one moment, one moment John's standing there just kind of looking around, and the next thing you know, he's behind the boss. And and you just see he's taken he's taken the club and has just kneecapped it. Because you just see, you know, you just see shrapnel of confetti flying off from from around its legs. And then the next thing you know, he's he leaps and just on top of the the back of the head of the the elephant pinata and just a crushing blow down upon its head and then maybe to borrow some uh from a more recent movie slides down to the tusk bounces onto the ground and then somebody i don't know who, who wants to call it they can say you know that still counts as one because yeah, you know, we we have to, because of course we were all counting. You know how many people or how many pinatas we were breaking during this during this brawl. And then <laughs> dust himself off, self off, and you know, looks around. He's like, "So what's next?" <laughs> yes, I will say for added effect. As all of you are just like jaw agape as you see this this new kid who has only been here for a few short months and kind of just pull that off for added effect. You just see that the elephant pinata begins to sway a little bit before toppling face first into the floor like Goliath after David and Goliath. And there's just a moment of silence from both sides like. All of you have your jaw, like jaws to the floor. Carrie and her snakes are like literally figuratively clutching pearls. Julie, <laughs> Julie is just like taking pictures with her camera. <laughs> and then the Chad, like literally his glasses, like slowly start to slide off. So you can see his eyes and it's just like. And after a brief moment, you just hear the Chad and the party goers just erupt in this crazy applause. They're like, yeah! And like any good cheesy 80 movies, like the party goers grab you, John, and then they lift you up and start throwing you in the air a little bit. And yeah, celebratory victory, carry, walk off kind of thing to to whatever the third song on the soundtrack for this movie was. (laughs) That is so accurate and as this is happening the rest of the roadhogs pick up like their people and a bunch of them pick up the elephant oh no yeah and they, they just they just run they're they run, they get back on the bikes and they just dip they're like deuces we're out like you just hear them yelling we're good chat the chad we're good like you don't need to pay us anymore bye as they're kind of like running off <laughs> oh my goodness and i will say that as this is happening, John, as the new kid, I mean, things can only get more exciting from here. You just bluffed your way successfully in out of a fight and you were able to take down a massive uh, opponent. And the rest of you probably weren't expecting to uh, get into an altercation at the party of the summer. But boy, howdy, is this a summer of memory that you guys are going to remember for a long time. And as the camera kind of slowly pans out, 
it kind of just is an overhanging shot of everyone kind of just cheering on John and then going back into the house and the party continues into the evening. And I think that is a good point to end the episode right there. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) This was such a fun. Oh, my gosh. This was such a fun episode. When we come back for the next episode, we're going to kind of finish out this little intro chapter. We're going to go to the next day to kind of get every character's reaction to what went down the night before. Obviously, Eric, your sister wants to hear all the details as well as the rest of your families. We want to know what went down on the party. And then we're going to begin packing up and heading over to the college next episode. So we're get so we're going to end this intro chapter and get ready to start the full on first official chapter of this game. I'm so excited. But for those of you that stayed until the end, thank you for listening and watching another episode of Neon Memories. When we come back, we're going to end this intro chapter proper, and then we're going to take our characters to Community College to see what kind of shenanigans and adventures await them at the Grand Hall of Academia, as we like to call it. But until then, this has been Mikey. And for me and my cast of Neon Memories, remember, take care of each other, love one another. And as always, make sure to let the good times roll. We'll see you next episode. But until then, ta-ta for now. See you later. Don't forget to use protection. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This has been a Vibe Tribe production. Remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, keep those good times rolling. We'll see you next time.